Carl Thiemel was a pastor in Berlin in the early 1930s. He was a staunch nationalist who welcomed the rise of the Nazis to power in 1933. Hitler wanted to unify the churches across the Reich and eliminate regional disputes by appointing Reichsbishop Ludwig Müller as the Berlin-based head of the Protestant churches. Timmel was appointed to a high position as the Nazi party consolidated power, but a couple of years later, as the Nazis lost their enthusiasm for allying with the church, Timmel lost his position and was appointed to a small church. He wanted to return to the kind of power he once had, and he made a bold move to regain the approval of the Nazis. He assembled a team to distill data from over a quarter of a million baptismal certificates in order to find those in the church who had Jewish ancestors. Upon completion of this project, he sent the names of over 2,700 persons to the SS. They were deported to the concentration camps as a result. Out of personal ambition, Timmel had people murdered for the crime of being baptized while having Jewish ancestry. I'm the Reverend Stephen D. Martin, and for the past two decades, I've grappled with a crucial question. Why are Christian leaders often found on the wrong side of history? This introspection has been a journey one that has led me to scrutinize our past to glean insights for our present. It's not about criticizing the church out of bitterness. It's about understanding our missteps to avoid repeating them. The stark revelations of the church's failures during the Third Reich have been particularly illuminating. As we embark upon this exploration, we aim to unravel the complexities of those times and ensure that history does not repeat itself. The Third Reich represents a particularly dark chapter in history. The church, caught in the throes of political upheaval, faced profound moral dilemmas. Some leaders chose complicity or silence in the face of unspeakable atrocities, while alarmingly few resisted. By examining these choices, We gain insights into the complex interplay between faith, morality, and political power. The Third Reich stands as a stark reminder of the perils of moral failure. This podcast will offer an in-depth analysis of the church's actions and inactions during this period. We will look at how the socio-political climate of the time influenced the church's decisions and how certain leaders justified their stance. Now, when people approach me about this history, they almost always ask about Dietrich Bonhoeffer, a pastor who lived during these times. His is the name that seems to come up first when thinking about this subject. Bonhoeffer is best known for his controversial decision to live out his Christian calling by joining the plot to assassinate Hitler, a decision for which he would be imprisoned and executed. A cursory scan of material found on the internet will call him an influential church leader, a leader of the church's resistance to Hitler, and other titles that give the impression that he was a well-known, critical voice who led others to stand against the Nazis. This is not only untrue, but 
tends to create a narrative that we wish were true, that courageous Christian leaders saw the threat Hitler represented, clearly led people to resist, and that the church failed in its resistance only because of the overwhelming force the Nazi government brought down on the churches. In a conversation I had with a contemporary of Dietrich Bonhoeffer's, a man named Rudolf Weckerling, who was one of the pastors of the Confessing Church, we discussed this notion in depth. Bonhoeffer was their fig leaf, he said, referring to how his biography rehabilitated the church after these terrible years. I'll say more about that in a later episode. This podcast aims to understand the complexities and challenge that the church faced during this tumultuous period. It scrutinizes the decisions made by Christian leaders, analyzing both the failures and the acts of resistance. This analysis helps us understand the factors that led religious leaders to either succumb to or stand against oppressive regimes. Now, the lessons from the past are not just historical footnotes. They hold immense relevance for our current times. It's only through knowing what we've been through that we can navigate our path through an unseen future. And the more we learn about this history, the more terrifying the similarities to today become. The problem is that Society does not see events in clear moral terms while they are unfolding. For whatever reason, we humans only seem to be able to determine right or wrong through the lens of hindsight. I refuse to accept this, and I would like to find moral clarity in the times in which one lives, not after it's all over. As Fred Clarkson wrote in his review of my film Elizabeth of Berlin several years ago, What kind of church can prevent a holocaust? For me, this has become the central question, if not the only question, before the church. The journey through history is a journey of self-reflection and learning. It's a call to action for current and future Christian leaders to be more vigilant, insightful, and proactive in their approach to leadership. Over the course of weeks or months or however long we can keep this going, we'll be on a journey. And it'll be a journey that contains a lot of difficult history. And I'm really glad that you're going to join me on this because it's so very, very important. This podcast is produced and written by me, Reverend Stephen D. Martin. I would like to thank those who have taught me about this subject over the past 20 years. Robert Erickson, Susanna Heschel, Doris Bergen, Hartmut Lehmann, Manfred Geilis, Wolfgang Krogel, Rudolf Weckerling, Richard Steigman-Gall, Rob Shank, and dozens of others. Please subscribe to this podcast and please consider supporting it through visiting our Patreon page. Thank you and join us for our next episode.